tying run at second. The 3-2 pitch. The Chef swings and he hits it. High and deep. Out to left field. A Rosarena in front of the wall. He jumps. It's gone! It's gone! Magic ride is this man on? Well, I hate to use the word revenge, but how good did it feel to hit that home run after you've been hit by the pitch in such a scary way? No revenge. Um, not really worried about that. Just trying to get a win for the team. Well, really doesn't have to worry about a great deal these days, does he? Everything he sees is a. Uh, that yeah. big coming into him? Yeah, it's last seven games. He's 15 for 30. <laughs> With six back leg cities and 14 ribeye steaks. I'm not real sure how you could get any hotter than that. Like, it's just when you're walking to the plate, it's uh, it's that feeling. I've sort of been there at the minor league level, which is not anywhere near the same as doing it at the big league level. And doing it in September when everybody's watching you. Yeah. To be able to walk to the plate and do the things, the expectations of now, every single time you come to the plate, everybody thinks you should do something great. It's something special. And I really do believe the 1-1 one, one hater that the umpire, and I, I hate to say this, it just pains me to no end to say this, that umpire was really good last night. Yeah. Until the 1-1 one, one hater that was away, I'm going to say this, that's a blessing in disguise. Because it puts him in the two-strike No approach. question. Because when you're facing Adam and he's throwing the big yacker slider that nobody can hit, that thing for me anyway, you have to eliminate some of all the movement that you have and that bow leg kicking that OO slider that he got that he took the big daddy hack on and then he gets to two strikes and just everything calms down. Like he just has the little load that he has with the little knee turn. He's not kicking it to his ear and he's in battle, battle mode. He's just trying to get off his backside, drive down and through it, get to your finish, create some backspin. Cause you know, in that bad, he's going to have to hit the slider. Going to have to put that thing in place somehow. And for me, the only way he could do that is in that two strike approach. And good for him. Uh, quite a game for Bo Bichette. Uh, all three runs driven in and 3-2 win. It gets dusted. Well, it gets more than dusted. I still, I've, I've looked at the, at the pitch that uh, Javi Guerra threw him. I've gone from thinking it hit his hand to it hit his wrist, which it turns out it did. I don't know. It couldn't have been that hard. But it hit his wrist, hit his C-flap, which is the flap comes down around the, the side of the face. Or then hit the bill of the cap. Maybe hit all four of them before the ball actually landed. Thank goodness it didn't hit his money um, maker, which is that. Because he's pretty, you know what I'm saying? Well, he is pretty. But uh, and and that hence the question about revenge afterwards. Mm -hmm. Bo, that's as that's as pissed off as I've seen Bo since he's been with the Blue Jays. Scary. Now he handled it the right way. I mean, he slammed the bat and kind of look at the catcher and you know, kind of a W the F moment uh, or WTF moment. He didn't, you know, he didn't make any move towards towards Gare or anything like that. Um, and I'm, well, let's play what Bo said after the game, Lance, because Lance was talked about that particular pitch. I just saw my life flash before my eyes, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. I didn't think they did it on purpose or anything. From where, where did the, the ball, where did that pitch hit you? Um, on the wrist. And did it hit the helmet at all on the way through? I'm not sure. And, and when you reacted like that, what was behind that? Uh, just scared me. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, it was a scary, uh, scary moment for Bo Bichette.
Um, Kevin, you've dug in. Uh, mm-hmm. You've faced guys who throw hard. What does that feel like? You know, Bo talked about his I life flash before his I eyes. Think he said what it right. that f- I think he said it right. I, now, when I played, guys didn't throw consistently as hard as they do now. But wouldn't that almost and be I, worse? Because you'd, lot, I, I would think you'd be expecting it less when you play. Well, you got reaction time. It's not as, as quick as it would right. be if a guy didn't throw as hard as these guys were throwing. I mean, that's 97 miles an hour up around the face with movement. And most of the time, to get Bo out is down and away. Oh, something away. Right. You want him using the other side of the field. He's an inside-out guy. It's easier to inside-out that on the ball that's closer to No doubt to in you. your mind that Garrett didn't want to throw No, no. There. The question would be, did uh, Barrio sit Mejia on purpose? Absolutely. I'm with you. I'm most of the time I'm not. It just, it's just it's just funny that a one he missed his spot by feet. Yeah. I mean he hit ten batters. I looked that up. Like I, ten batters I think is a lot. He hit fifteen batters last year, meaning Barrios. As a as a one zero. I guess that was a four seamer. I mean it looked like it had a little bit of movement to it, but it he missed by feet. I know you're you're inst- and that's and that's the catcher. Yeah, your instant reaction is okay. No they, way did they, that. They're they losing threw it, late it, in the game. Yeah, they threw it oh at the Jays' number three guy while you're throwing. It, it, it is, look, <laughs> back in the day, you did two things. One, if the pitcher was hitting, he was going down. Or two, quite often, you'd, who's the guy that put the fingers down? Who's mm-hmm. the guy that set the target? Who's the guy you're going to throw at the, you're gonna throw at the catcher? Very- I thought it was, I, I thought the fact that it wasn't the first pitch and the fact that it hit him in the butt, to me, it was a measured response. Sure, you know, and and the warning, the warnings were given, and then of course we saw we we mm-hmm. saw the the dugouts go back and forth. I, you know, I, I listen. I don't like that warnings were given, but I like the way the umpires handled it from that point Get out on. Of the I, way. I think they I think they got out of the way. They warned uh-huh. the teams. They got out of the way. And yeah, I absolutely think Barrios was was so hitting. I. I mean, you so look, I was, and, because this, my thought is. The number eight hitter, I'll take, you know, Tyler Walls is coming up with a man in base. Big they're, deal. they're down a run. That's the catcher. Yeah. You know, this is why the pitch comp sometimes was a little frustrating because normally if you're going to hit a guy, it's the middle finger. Yeah. And you can see it. Yeah. Well, because of pitch comp, you really can't tell if the if it was set up that way. If it was, you know, sometimes they give you the thumb, they give you the circle, which means put him in the dirt. Yeah. It's, which you can obviously see that. It's just funny how far he missed his spot and where he hit him. Yeah, that's 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 a little funny, but who cares, right? That was taken the, care the, of, and the, the Rays, game went on. The Rays have been pushing around the Jays forever. Yep, you saw the you saw the manager, you saw the pitching coaches fighting and screaming at each oh, they other. And, fighting and screaming. Wow, they were they were had enough. Draw a line, come over here and get you some. It's kind of nice to see September. Two really good teams are fighting it out, battling. You know, one's trying to overtake the other one. It's coaches, players, pitchers. You hit my guy, I hit yours. Now I'm not saying he did it on purpose, but I mean, yeah, people can make up their own mind. I, I like to say this. I didn't there's, think there was. Any, there, I didn't think there was anything wrong doubt. with it. Did they? Did they really do it? There that's, is doubt. That's the purpose, and that's good. That's the purpose. No question. Putting doubt in the other team's mind no is the purpose. Question. Will they do it again if we hit? If we hit one of their guys, mm-hmm. I, I think you do have to draw a line, especially the first game of a five-game series with a doubleheader coming up. As I said, not, there was no, you know, there was no foul after it. There was no foul after it. Uh, it it was intriguing though, Kevin, because those are. I mean, that was such a raised game, trotting out a six foot six guy that no one has seen before, mm-hmm. and then just kind of making it up as you go along with the bullpen. And I, I guess my only thought, having seen a lot of Kevin Cash managed games, I was a little surprised 
And maybe this gets back to the fact that the, their bullpen was really taxed after that Yankee series. I was a little surprised to see him let Chriswell see Not the Jays a third five, time through. Five, you weren't? Five games in four days. That's all you need to say. All right. Not me. I mean, there's only so many times you, walk you, can, a single, you can go single. to the well. You can go to the well. He was, try, he was trying to get him through one more inning. That's what he was trying to do. Yeah. And, and he almost did it. He almost did it. Well, again, if you're watching the Blue Jays, do they make adjustments all the time? I mean, it's basically two Fair pitches that it's away. Like, I, I don't want to say anything bad right now about the Blue Jays because of the way they're playing, but let's be honest. No, fair like, point. Let's be honest. If you're managing against the Blue Jays and you got some right-handed throwers, I mean, they threw one lefty. Yeah. The all Rays right. did. And basically every guy they threw out there had the same exact two pitches. Now, they did it a little different arm angles, and one was 6'6", six, six, and a couple of the other guys weren't 6'6". Six, six. But the point is, all the time you don't see consistently one through nine in the Jays order make in-game adjustments. And if I'm pitching, if I'm managing against them, and you see a guy on the mound that's throwing 91, who, let's be honest, was carving them up. I want they go 0 for 9 with four punches first time through. Now, second time through, like you mentioned, they it just looked like the first couple of guys at the top of the order has said enough of the 91. We're, we're going to do a little something different. Maybe try and get the head out on that and then stop taking pitches down the middle. But Kevin Cash, man, I, I think he's one of the guys that knows his team better than anybody. And, and again, <laughs> they got, they, starting the game last night, he knew they had five games in four days. Like, they're going to use everybody. That's why they called up three different pitchers, and they're going to send them down and uh, activate people. And, like, it's going to be a revolving door when it comes to who's pitching and who's not pitching. So, yeah, it's, going be, it's going to be a battle. Jeffrey Springs and Alec Manoa will be the matchup in the first the first game this afternoon at 107. Uh, 7.07 to be confirmed, although we're led to believe it'll be Mitch White for the Blue Jays, and um, and and we'll see for the Rays. Uh, again, keeping in mind that they have they have a couple of options. This much we do know, according to the Rays, Shane McClanahan will start the oh. game on Thursday. So that'll be McClanahan and Gosman on Thursday in the oh. series finale, which will be pretty good. Arrestus Destrat is a Rays TV host and analyst. He's co-host of the Baseball Legends Lounge. He will join us at 1030. Nate Pearson. Remember Nate Pearson at 11.05. Nate Pearson joins us. And Caleb Joseph at 1130. And I'll just let Caleb and, and Barker go back and forth. He was... He was he was in the uh, he stayed around when I was doing Blue Jays talk last night to egg to, to egg egg me on a doesn't little work. bit and keep keep going after keep going after you but, but does does it work I'm the one guy that's not afraid to say it I know still okay uh, I did want to ask you and we'll talk to Caleb about this as well because the place still kind of intrigues me you're right uh, Brennan Miller was the the umpire uh, replacement umpire who. Pretty, that up. Leave him in the big leagues. The, uh, yeah, he was a couple of times. I, I wanted to ask you about the stolen base, the E two that led to uh, that led to to the uh, go ahead run uh, for Tampa. Not the go ahead run that led to, to Tampa's Tampa's first run. Danny Jansen throws to second. A Rosarena has broken with the pitch. It's ball four. Ball goes into the outfield. Rosarena ends up in third and ends up scoring. Now, it did seem. I, it, it almost seemed, and I asked Caleb this, it almost seems like it was a perfect storm for Danny, or for Danny. Guy running, you think you have a shot at him. The umpire was slow, given the, given the call. Did you have any issue with that, with the, play, with the way that developed? No. I, I, it really was I, just kind of it worked out. I really out. think sometimes you need to not 
make excuses for baseball players and that are contending and trying to go to the next level. Well, that's what I said. So you think it was a mistake completely. Absolutely. You don't worry about what the umpire's doing. I mean, if, if you've learned anything all season, if you're a baseball player and you've been around umpires, you don't leave it in their hands. You do better getting on top of the baseball. If anything, that time, that part of the game, make sure you bounce it. You keep it low. You have a better finish. You get it out front. You throw it where you're supposed to throw it. And I'm sure if you walked up to Danny, and said, hey, Danny, what do you think about that play? He'd say the exact same thing that I'm saying because he, you need to hold yourself accountable. And this gets back to that point where when you're facing teams like Tampa, you're facing teams like Seattle, you're facing teams like the Astros, you're facing any good team and the Blue Jays want to beat in the playoffs or in September, it's the little things. One play could beat you. And when you make plays like that, it puts pressure on other parts of games and other people in the ballpark to make better plays, and sometimes you just don't do that. So it's one of those plays they overcame, they overcame and you move on, but I'll bet you you don't see that again. And it's it's just don't make excuses is, I think, what the, the whole theme, if you've listened to John Snyder, you listen to everybody around that team, it's about in the moment, do your job. If you do your job most of the time because you have – more talent than most other teams that you're playing. Now, the Rays are really good. And they sometimes, have, they so, have a lot of pitch. Good sometimes pitching. stuff has to be explained, though, Kevin. Like, yeah, I mean, you, I th- you, can say, you can say take responsibility, but stuff still happens. Okay, so if you want to blame the umpire for not calling the ball no, the I'm just, I'm just quick no, enough, no, I'm just, I'm just that, pointing out, I won't. I'm pointing out that that happened a couple of times during the game. And what, did it wasn't just a, what did Caleb say? What did Caleb say? He said he thought it was a perfect storm. It was a combination of things. It was a combination of that. It was a combination of Danny you know, throwing the ball. It was just a combination of everything. Um, but, yeah, yeah, the throw has to be made. But the point is there's a reason the throw was attempted. There's a reason the throw was attempted. The throw is not attempted if it's a clear called I think if you listen to – if you talk to any – And I just said that, it, that it, happened, it happened a couple of times. It wasn't – it happened a couple of times in the game where 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 – the home plate umpire was really slow on the call. Okay, that's the first time I saw it last night. Was that that's really the only play that I thought mattered when it when it came there to a couple of when he's calling. I mean, he called strike three on Teoscar. That that's why Teoscar threw his hands in the air. It's a strike. I mean, it's a really good pitch, but he but, waited a long but time. Yeah, you know as well as I do, Kevin. If that was you standing at the plate and the umpire took exactly twenty seconds, like Teoscar did. Exactly. Well, he didn't. He didn't take twenty seconds, but he waited too long. Right, and. Yeah, I, I think that's what you're talking about. I, yeah, and I, I just it, it, this gets back to this. You know, he he by and large the umpire it was a it was a, it was it a was. pretty good performance. It was one of the better ones we've oh, seen. Question. I find it a little odd that on September 12th you're using a replacement umpire. When I say right. replacement, it, it, replacement, it, it, you know, umpires go on. I mean, they get time off and yada yada, and they they rotate umpires through. Anyhow, I just found that I found that interesting. At the end of the day, it had really very little to do with it, other than the fact that I just thought that was kind of that, that was kind of uh, just kind of interesting. What you normally see, the Yankees are. Uh, if we look at the standings. The Yankees had the day off. They're eighty-five and fifty-six. The Jays are now seventy-nine and sixty-one. Tampa Bay is seventy-eight and sixty-one. Baltimore seventy-three and sixty-seven. Six back of both the Rays and Ooh. the Jays in the loss column. I That's think a, the or- you I, think it's I, over. I think it's over for Stop the Orioles. Talking about them. The Jays are five uh, half game up in the wild card race. Uh, the Mariners are seventy-nine and sixty-one as well. So they've got the same record as the Jays. It really is, mm-hmm. I think, Kevin. 
now, I think, appropriate. Considering you have three games left against the Yankees. Considering I know the the Yankees have won two sure. in a row and they've got Boston coming up. I think it's appropriate. I, I'm moving beyond, well, where do you want to finish in the wild card race to get the, the best matchup? I'd like to see the Jays take a shot at the AL East and get that bye in the first round and then not have to worry whether you're going to play in Seattle or in Tampa or against Seattle or Tampa or the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's perfect but scenario. It, but I'm but saying, it is, and, and it is easy for the, because, you know, we had, we had a caller in Blue Jays talk yesterday ask us, well, if you were the Jays, wouldn't you kind of, wouldn't you rather kind of work it out so that you finish third in the wild card and go to Cleveland? Well, no, because you can't. Best laid plans all don't always work out. But secondly, if I'm the Jays, I'm saying just keep winning, man. Just keep winning games. And the worst we might get a home we might get home field advantage for the wild card, which is not the worst thing on the planet. Mm-hmm. And maybe you catch the Yankees and get that by. It's not out of the question. It's not out of the question that Tampa Bay or Toronto catches the Yankees. Maybe I, I think for me anyway with the Blue Jays, I, I know how well they've been pitching. I know how well their bullpen's been. I know their defense has been really good. Vladdy's got one homer in the last fifteen games. George Springer's eleven for his last sixty-four. Until those two things get better, way better, I just don't know how Bo's enough. Well, no, but the thing is, Kevin, that's my point. But if those things, so if those things don't get better, do you think the Jays still have a chance? Absolutely, we're still going to get in the wild card. Absolutely, but you're talking about making up five and a half games against the Yankees. You've got three head to head against those two things. Have to get way better in my mind. They're a good team. I, I'm a you big don't, fan of the Jays. You don't think they and can I beat the Yankees? Can, I think they could be the number one wild card and, and host the three games. I do think that. You don't think they can beat the Yankees I playing think, the way they're playing right now? I think your, wow. t- your two top superstars, one and two in the order, have to be better than one homer in the last 15 games and 11 for his last 64 better for them to do that. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Okay. Anyhow, that's uh, that's where we are in the standings. And again, uh the uh, all the teams get back but in can action. Can you imagine Seattle's Seattle got Seattle's got Center? Well, Seattle's got games? Seattle's got San Diego for two games, and then as we mentioned yesterday, walk. well, not only that, after that, they don't play a team that's over five hundred the rest of the year. Like Seattle is Seattle is going to Seattle is going to host the is, is going to is going to host the wild card game. You think so? I, I mean, come to, on. To your point, they, they, got, they could fall to, asleep and. They, they've got games against Oakland, Anaheim. They, they, they got Detroit, for God's sake. Four against the Angels, three against the A's, three against Kansas City, three against Texas, three more God. against the A's, and they finished the season the four against the Tigers. Like, seriously. Uh, yeah, you, I mean, it's, The chances it's, of anybody other than Seattle getting getting home field are, are remote. Um, but anyhow, I mean, hey, you know, at least it gives us – at least we've got options. At least we've got options. No question. But uh, our producer, Mark Boffo, just uh, telling me, by, by the way, that Mitch White has been officially recalled. So we can assume that Mitch White gets the start in the second game well, you of the series. Coming. Yeah, there's, no, there's nobody else. I mean, this is, this is my point, too. Occasionally, when, when you hear that Mitch White's starting, when I just read off that your leadoff hitter is 11 for his last 64 and your number two hole hitter has hit one homer in the last 15 games, those at bats. We saw a non. We saw a couple of non-competitive at bats with Tapia getting on base with the single in the eighth inning and stealing second. And then we saw George Springer hit the little weak ground ball back to the pitcher. And then we saw three pitch punch out that was non-competitive with Vladdy. It's very hard for me to say. I'm a big fan of Vladdy's, but it just seems like when the at bats are the highest, 
Like, you just need him to go up and be that guy. Yeah. It, they just look like they looked last night in the eighth inning. And you asked me about the why, why wouldn't they be going for the, the Yankees? I'm not saying that they're not good enough to do that. But I'm saying it'd be a little easier. Yeah, I'm, I'm, get a little better. But my whole point was, don't get cute and try to say, well, if we finish here, we have to face these guys. To. If we finish here, we're going to go here. If we finish here, then just win as many games as you can and maybe you no catch question. the Yankees. No question. That's all. Yeah. That's all I'm... Uh, I mean, it's a good point by you. That's all I'm saying. But I'm trying to give you a little reason why. Hmm. No, you don't like the reason. Yeah, that's fine. Jordan Romano got the say. We haven't talked about the pitching. Jose Barrios, Jordan Romano last what, night. What, Jordan Romano gets you, the save. What did you think about Barrios? Because I have been, I think he's turned the corner because you're you're seeing in-game adjustments. I, which is kind of nice. I thought he was. Well, you pointed you you pointed out the numbers about left-handed hitters. Uh, second time through the lineup, they were what over eight against him. Yeah, I thought it was one of his. I, I really thought it was one of his best games this year. I liked. I. I like the fact that he seemed really comfortable going inside the right-handed batters. Um, I just thought it was one of his. I thought it was one of his best games, and I know he gave up the, those. Those hits were strung together there, but yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm I'm getting a sense with him. I'm getting the sense that the that he may be peaking right now, aren't you? Aren't you oh, getting absolutely. the same thing? Like that, that that we may be seeing. All the stuff we went through and with Jose Barrios, I just kind of get the sense that this is this is the guy I remember when he was really good last year. A guy that can make adjustments. It looks to me like his fastball's got a little more life on it now than it did before. Again, I keep getting back to the He's especially the right-handed right-handed Easy hitters. Cheese. When he needs it, he got it. That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, to, to your point, you know, the home run ball has been an issue all year. He didn't yep. give up one of those. He he, had, he gave up six hits. Five of those were singles. That's a big deal. Facing the race is what the race try to do. They try yep. and go back Lake City. That's because they got a really good pitching staff, and they think if they take, you know, as many big daddy hacks as they can, mm -hmm. sooner or later they're going to get a bloop and a bomb. So that's what they try and do. He kept it in the yard. That's a big deal. He kept the leadoff hitter off the bases. That Other than the seventh inning when he hit the guy. You know, they were 0 for 6 coming into that inning, which is a big deal. He had uh, 19 outs. Six of those were on three pitches or fewer, which is a huge deal. What that does is get you deeper in games. You know, he faced 27 batters. He only had three three-ball counts, which is a big deal. That keeps the pitch count down a little bit. Now, strike one wasn't very good. He was falling behind a lot. He faced 27 batters. He only threw 12 strike ones. That's not very good. But he did face five lefties. He had, what did he have? He had, he was two for five first time through. And like you mentioned, after that, they were 0 for 8 with a walk and a hit by a pitch. You know what? I, I, so he's done a really good job. And my point is, just by making that one little adjustment mechanically where yeah. he doesn't move his hands, all the move, we talk about Bo with the two-strike thing. That's sort of his two-strike thing is not moving the glove. And he can correct it in game where if it goes where it doesn't, he doesn't want it to go, he knows why. And I just... Yeah, I like I've it. Also, I've, I've also got to say this because uh, the second inning where Peralta singles, goes to second and Margot single, Aranda comes up. And by the way, <clears throat> the Rays bring up – this is this is the definition of minor league depth. It's not no when you bring question. up your top prospect. It's when you bring up a guy who was an MVP at AA two years ago, an MVP at AAA this year, and he's playing for you every mm -hmm. day. That's the type of depth you want in the minor leagues. Boom. 
doesn't matter if he's ranked first overall, 5,000th overall. You want guys who can come up and contribute so they don't have to go on the waiver wire and get guys like Bradley Zimmer. Anyhow, uh, that's just beside the point. But it is true. It's a great point. When, right? when Aranda single, my my reaction there when he's given up those three hits together is I'm hoping that there isn't, that Keep they're the not guard. seeing something that because he's in, the, now he's in the stretch instead of the windup, you know, mm-hmm. and that was one of the things I was thinking of. And then uh, Mejia pops up and then he gets walls. He, you know, call, gets called third strike on walls. You know what I like too, yeah. Jeff, to, further to your point, when Danny Jansen wanted the ball up, he threw it up. Yes. And he his misses were good. It wasn't down the middle. When he wanted the ball away, it was away. When he wanted it at the end, yeah. it was in. When he wanted it down, it was down. When he wanted the, the slurve to bounce, he bounced it. Like, it was just almost like, if you want it here, that's where I'm going to throw it. And my misses are really good. The point here is I'm just trying to give my team yeah. a chance because I know the pitching staff they're facing. It's not going to be easy. Right, and it's a bunch of righties they're going to face. So we just got to keep them around, and our misses have to be good. And the way you do that is keep it in the yard. Make them string together three or four hits, let's, and then when you have to make a big pitch like the second inning and like the fourth inning, let's be clear. He do it, and he did it. Jose Barrios just pitched masterfully against a playoff team in what felt like a playoff game. And oh, by and large, this is with Wander Franco, I'm sure, if he's – if he's healthy, would have been in the lineup. They uh, Kevin Cash wanted to get him off his feet yesterday. This is, by and large, what you're going to see, I would think, fr- from the Rays. Now, obviously, you're not going to – Cooper Criswell isn't going to be pitching. Uh, somebody else will be pitching. But that's the other thing I looked at yesterday. I looked at the, at, at the end result of this game. I said, if you're a Jays fan, close your eyes. And this is the first game of a best of seven or best of five or whatever the hell. The first game of wild card. You take, a th- you take this game every day. No question. Garcia was good. Mesa was good. Romano came in and shut the door. I mean, that's – that's about eight sliders. I, I, I'm going to ask you this because I don't want to fiddle around with success, but you've mentioned in the past that you know, Jordan Romano comes out of the bullpen. If he has confidence in a slider, if a slider is good, it's going to be awfully hard to hit. But do you ever eight sliders, two fastballs, and a slider? So we threw eight, nine, ten, what, 11 pitches? Nine sliders. Does that concern you? I, I mean, who am I? I'm just say, not. Say, I, I, but yes, walk me, walk me through that. The using that many. I, I will say this: if you're a good hitter, and I'm not big on sitting on pitches, especially with guys. Daniel Margot is not a bad who hitter. Can throw 99. Yeah. I mean, he's right-handed. If, who can throw? Ni- who can That's throw true. 99? I'm I'm left-handed. Would you sit on a slider? I would. I mean, I'm sailing out on that thing just by you reading that off. I yeah. mean, I'm not big on that because I, I was yeah, one of those the, guys that didn't like that. But that's the point is, is it good enough in the when it comes playoff time when you're facing really good hitters, I mean, good hitters, who can take it and get the submit mixing one? Is it good enough for him to be able to throw eight in a row and get a save in the playoffs? Yeah, it's just it, – it's a, it's I'm a not good picking question. it apart. I, I, I just either. found that in – the sl- and the slider was good. I mean, the sliders were were well, devastating. He's got, two, he's last got night. two different ones. I mean, he's gripping. That's it's why he's, he's plural. More yeah. pressure. It's like he's flipping one to still a strike. He can backdoor to a lefty. He's got the eliminator. And oh, by the way, he's got ninety nine in the yeah. tank. It's not ninety four anymore. No, it's ninety nine. So who am I? And I, I don't mean, know. How dare I ever come on yeah, here and, and say and, something bad and, about and maybe Romano. you know what? Maybe throwing the sliders allows him to allows allows him to have that velocity. But it'd be interesting. 
Come play yeah, that time. Yeah, it was time. just something I noticed. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to. I'm not going to make a big deal. It was one, two, three, and he did it against Pittsburgh too. Yeah, a lot. Funny. It is. It is. It's working. Uh, yeah, it is. Arrestus Destrada is a Rays TV host and analyst. He's also co-host of the Baseball Legends Lounge podcast. Arrestus Destrada will join us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, Sportsnet 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Great daily gambling advice from J.D., Blake, and Alish in the Fan Morning Show's Wake and Rake. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nate Pearson will join us at 11.05. This thing is not sturdy. Nate Pearson, Nate Pearson joins us at It's getting old, Speaking right? of not beating you. Well, gravity, gravity. Nate Pearson joins us at 11.05. Caleb Joseph at 11.30. We have got tickets. We've got tickets for the Friday, September 16th game against the Baltimore Orioles. It was funny last night because Caleb's in the uh, uh, broadcast booth doing the game with Ben and... and I wish I'd kept the text, but uh, somebody texted in that uh, watching Bo do what he did last night reminded him of those glory days of Jose Batista and the Baltimore Orioles and where was Darren O'Day where you need him. And, of course, Caleb Joseph was the catcher for a lot of those, mm. for a lot of those Darren O'Day, Jose Batista things. And it's still, I, I love, we should get him to tell the story sometime, but just about what a, what a lovely, quiet, guy Darren O'Day was until he had to face <laughs> Jose Batista and he would just be hatred. Like, he would go it was like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Caleb does a much it. does a much better I may get him to talk does a much better job talking about that. But just how he'd look over in the on deck circle and go, oh God, here comes Batista. He could just see mm-hmm. O'Day change. Uh but that was I looked at that was there was an intense start to what what should be a good series. I would think I, I'll tell no you this. Question. It's not going to be the last time this series. I'll make a prediction. It's not the last time this series warnings will be issued to the You think out. so? Yeah, I don't think we're not going to have a brawl or anything like that. It's going to be it's going to be some hard-ass baseball. You got a guy going got a guy going today who has been known to hit people. Accidentally, of course, but he has been known to hit people. I'm, I'm just, just throwing that mm. out there. Mm. Just throwing that out there. Score runs. Don't worry about it. That's oh. what I say. Yeah, I mean that's that's the obvious thing. But, Winning uh, is cool, Jeff. But uh, this is uh, ah, the the intensity of that game last night was it was great. And as I said, those are games that in the past we've seen we've mm. seen the Rays we've seen the Rays win. You know, they're ugly. Jason Adam out. I didn't know this. Ben Wagner. Jason Jason Adam had retired all fourteen Jays he'd faced this year. Slider, eight strikeouts. Slider. They got a hit off. That's what I said. The, got a home run off. The, the like, shed at bat. You knew he would have to put the slider in place. Right. But that's, this talks about what we were point. talking about with Romano too, right? Oh, it's my point. It's yeah. my point about the 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 two strike thing is you have to put yourself in a position to where it's short and quick, down and through it, eliminating your lower half, thinking big part of the field, get extension, all the things that good hitters do when Bo d- does it. Good things happen. So. That's, what that's, would you after after Bo getting buzzed like that? What would you look for to tell you whether or not 
it impacted the hitter. Yeah, he's going to say, like, Bo admitted he was scared. Sure. Hell, I was scared watching. What would what would have been the telltale sign for you that the pitch got in Bo's maybe, maybe a rollover to shortstop on a hanging slider. Okay. Like OO. So you're front side pull, swinging too hard, not keeping the front side not in. Not comfortable. Looking. I mean, he didn't look like he wasn't comfortable because he took. <laughs> yeah, no, the, I mean, but, the, but I'm saying that. Undressing himself. I, I'm saying, what would you look at? That, as a that, that. Yeah. but that's what I said. I, I just think that one, one fastball away that, that beautiful umpire behind the plate that, that missed the call. Couldn't have missed it at a better time. In my mind, I just think it's was set up perfectly because you, you thought with the big leg kick and the big slider, those two things don't go hand in hand. You need to be as quiet and as short as you possibly can to try and create a little backspin. You're catching it on the way down. You hit the bottom part of that thing. All of a sudden, as soon as it leaves the bat, it's got backspin. He didn't hit that hard, but he got bottom part of it, and he finished, right? It's almost like you're hitting it, and you're carrying it to the top of your to get it in the air. That's the whole point. So when we talk about Vladdy all the time, you see Vladdy look like alligator arm, and it's in and out. That's why he hits ground balls to third base and shortstop. You got to get to it and up and through it to get it in the air, and you can only do that with a quiet lower half. Arrestus Destrada is a Rays TV host and analyst. He's co-host of the Baseball Legends Lounge podcast along with Scott Braun, and uh, the podcast, you can get it wherever you get your favorite podcast. There are new episodes every Wednesday. We're very pleased to be joined by Orestes Destrada. Orestes, thank you so much for joining Kevin and myself. Kevin and I had this discussion off Always. air. You're doing well, Always. man. You doing okay? I'm I'm doing okay, man. Uh, you know, uh, uh, like to see a few more things in in uh, my world as far as some health uh, get a little better with uh, with uh, my family. But we're we're getting there, and I'm not complaining. And by the way, it's great to hear. Uh, the description of the bottom half as a former hitter. I was just, I was just at the edge of my seat there when he's <laughs> nice. describing that stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, tell it, man. I love it's it. So true, oh. and a great, uh, great ex- example, and a great uh, kind of visual that you gave there, especially about Vladdy. His dad was great at it. Uh, you're seeing your guy, you know, now my my kid that I love because Dante is a, a, a almost like a brother to me, and I've seen Bo, you know, grow up here in this area. Uh, as soon as he came out of the womb over there in Orlando and then came down to the Tampa Bay area, Bo does it well too where once he gets that lower half, so he gets that little spin and he's starting to jump on the ball right now. Arrestus, uh, Kevin and I were talking about this off air, about the job that, that Kevin Cash has done this year managing this mm-hmm. team. I mean, he, look, they, they've gone to the World Series. Kevin Cash is, I think this is his eighth year managing. But I look at this team. The fact that last night they were using their 37th different pitcher this year in Cooper right. Criswell coming off a series against the Yankees where they had it handed to them in two games coming to Toronto. They lose three, two, but you know, they're right in the game. They, 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 they had a chance to win the game as well. Is this, is this maybe Kevin Cash's best managing job? You know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, when market producer asked me to come on and I was just thinking last night of some of the particular topics, I, I wrote down just a couple bullet points. It's, you know, again, you're two for two for with, with me so far right now because um, the, the, I have it right here and I'm going, uh, you know, Kevin Cash and his coaching staff because I think uh, 
not enough is, is said. And listen, he's, a, you know, back-to-back uh, uh, AL manager year, deservedly so. But, yes, to answer your, your, your point initially, yes. But I also feel that this year more than ever, uh, it really is, you know, uh, the Kyle Snyders and, and what they've had to do uh, to support, you know, a myriad of, of pitching injuries. And then, conversely, this is the first year, honestly, that this team, not the first year they've had, a, 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 you know, a plethora of arm injuries. They're used to that. They've had that now for the last four or five years. Uh, it's, it's a weird anomaly, but they've had a lot of pitching injuries, more than the normal. What they haven't had, guys, has been everyday player injuries. They've actually been pretty safe with that, if you really look back. It's been all the pitching that they've had to travail through and, you know, and stopgap and start a reliever and, you know, opener and both and get so dynamic and they've done a great job. But now you look at their offense and for a period of time, three massive guys were gone. Uh, obviously, Franco now is back. Margot and then the kid Ramirez all at the same time. And they were kind of, you know, hanging in there. Uh, what they're able to do is, especially in the second half, especially month of August with that incredible run, you know, in 19 and five just recently, um, is get back to the race baseball of uh, strong defense, cut out the base running errors. It was, it was really kind of, you know, costing them a lot of those four, three, five, four games with a lot of miscues in the first half of the base running, leading the major leagues and, in, in, uh, you know, guys being thrown out on the base pass. And then getting more situational hitting because they're not a super hitting club. Your guys, uh, Blue Jays, have greater prowess. As I know they've been hot and cold. They're getting a lot hotter now. But uh, so now the hitting coach comes into play. Matola, the defensive coach, you know, Q um, comes in. Obviously, the third base coach and, and base running. And, and Rodney Linares just recently made named the WBC. You know manager for the team, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Republica Dominicana. So that's where I think he's kind of, they've really excelled. And you can say a, a lot of the same for the Jays once they made the transfer and, and adding, you know, their fine manager, former catcher, catchers like mm-hmm. catchers, they tend to be making managers. And a guy that I love, believe it or not, played against and kind of grew up, a, you know, A-ball, double-A, triple-A, even to the big league, Casey Kendall, mm-hmm. I think has, influential, maybe possibly, though I'm not there on a day-to-day with a guy like, you know, Bo Bouchette, who definitely did not have what was expected of of a first half. Is there one name in the Rays lineup that you think has to get going for them to go to a whole different level? One name. You know, Franco obviously is is, is otherworldly. I can't put it all on him now because of the injuries they used to say sure. this year. They're both very serious. He could be dramatic. The real name there in lieu of Franco's injury. And if you ask me that, hopefully at this time next year, it'll be, you know, the Wander Franco, mm-hmm. but it's a Rosarena. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been pretty hot. His scenario for me is that he, I call it heightened awareness. And I, I feel that, he can get a little, you know, unfocused, especially early in games, certain games in a series. But when he hones it in, and we saw it, you know, for a month long in 2020 when it was Bright Lights, Big City, and he said, ooh, I got to shine, he stays back 
he waits on the ball, snaps his hands, got some of the quickest hands, reminds me like a like a you know, a Bob Horner or, or a or a guy like Eric Davis back in the day. Uh, I'm gonna go one further. Jim Rice. I mean, that's how quick this guy's mm-hmm. hands are. Awesome. But when he drifts, if if you look at his splits, and I've talked about it a lot, he'll hit sub 200 his first and second at bat. A lot of times, unfortunately, you know, he'll be in the middle of the order and it might be man on second right off the bat in the first inning, and that you know, and he's kind of been. Uh, and then he gets into the game and he's at 330, his third and fourth, and and late inning, you know, games. The the kid is dramatic because it seems like he needs that extra bit of um to get the the focus going if he can really hone it in he's not only a 2020 he's a if you know in the future he'll be a 30 30 he'll be a 40 40 he's that he's that you know impactful of a player one of the guys that really intrigues me in this team because he was a jays farmhand they traded for him and i know you, you probably you got to see him a little bit in miami as well as tampa but as harold ramirez how is this guy? How is this guy had this year? Like you know, I'm looking at a guy who in 2019, the Marlins, 446 plate appearances. He had 11 home runs. I, you know, he was a good hitter, a decent hitter in the minors. He comes up here though, and and he's hitting 315 this year. It's almost like he's reinvented himself. Five home runs. Uh, but man, you know, you talk you talk to Kevin Cash, and Kevin Cash goes out of his way to talk about how important he is to this lineup. Arrestus, what what? What's made the light bulb I go think, on for this guy? And it's crazy because I think, arguably, uh, he, a Rosarena, he just kind of almost, I like just talked about for like two or three minutes. He's so bold Jackson-esque with the, with the raw talent that, that you kind of said, wow, and you, you, you kind of expect it. Um, arguably, him and, and Margot, I would say, have been the steadiest. Mm-hmm. guys and both for a period of time were, were, were down and out injured and so missed so when all of all three of these guys have come back in and then you you got the rosarena you get a uh the the the, the streaky parades um you know brandon Lau uh can be very streaky too then you have a formidable lineup now this kid i don't know i love talking to him he's from uh, a place that i Briefly played a little winter ball back 900 years ago in the mid-'80s called Cartagena, Colombia, known for soccer. Mm-hmm. But his parents uh, grew up both playing just, you know, amateur softball. And they taught him softball. Both, both his mom and, and dad liked to play softball on the weekends and stuff. So he leaned towards uh, the baseball but rather than the beloved soccer in, in, in Colombia. And, and uh, you know, they haven't seen a hitter like that since uh, – uh, El Nino Edgar Renteria, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, uh, he was some hitter. And very similar, by the way, no kidding. I mean, a guy that slaps the ball, hits the ball wherever he's pitched, very happy-go-lucky. Uh, I describe him as, as kind of one of those guys that if he doesn't play for a week, you can put him in and he'll be ready. You can play him every day for a week and he's okay. And, and those are rarities because guys are – I know myself, I, I needed – the, the four bats. It was hard for me to just sit for three or four days and then be expected to, you know, to, to pop in and get one at bat, let's say. And, and he plays both sides of the infield. First, third, you can pop him at second, you put him at left and right, not center, but very versatile and, uh, and, and be a, a, one of these uh, secret keys. Again, you guys know it because we're in the East and we follow the, the, all these teams, all, all of us. How incredible are the Rays always finding a secret weapon like yeah. that? Or two, 
mm-hmm. every year, whether it's a hitter, uh, you know, some guy named Fire Rising that you never heard of, or some, you know, uh, you know, this year obviously you got uh, uh, Adam uh, got knocked a little around a little yesterday, but that was a rarity. I mean, where did these couple guys come out of? So a lot of it, as I'm saying, is the coaching. Uh, the the joke goes now, guys, that whenever uh, the Rays call a GM and ask for a guy, automatically that guy is no longer, you know, uh, available from, from the other GM. He goes, oh, you're interested in, in you know, so-and-so? No, no, he's not, he's not available. He's untouchable now because you guys have a magic touch. Yeah, it's always – anytime anybody makes a deal with the Rays, I always look at the guy whose name comes after the Don't word. Don't take him. And, you know, <laughs> blah, 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 and so-and-so. And is the guy I'm interested in because I know that and at some point in September is going to come up and, you know, pitch a clean yeah, eighth inning against the Jays. And is going to do it. It's Julio, Julio Throwin uh, <laughs> just got called up by the Rays, and uh, he's uh, throwing 97 and found his curveball somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Arrestus, listen, man, we really appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much Great for your time. time. Be what well. do you think? Real quick, what do you think? I mean, you guys are hot too. Uh, your pitching has, you know, been there, and uh, now my boy Bo is uh, is hitting the ball well. You, you know, it's going to be quite the race. I got to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it is. I I think the Jays. I'm just looking at the pitching matchups here. If, if Manoa can win, I think they can take four or five. If Ooh, Manoa wins here, four or five. If Manoa wow. wins, yeah, I, I don't, I don't. Hot take. I wasn't expecting the gauntlet no, to be dropped. Nah. I was just asking, you know, That's okay, strong. now. Yeah, I'll take Listen, uh, I, I forgot to say, well, I'll leave you with two words. Yep. Sugar, Sugar Shane. Sugar Shane McClanahan. Sugar Shane. Por favor, con eso te dejo ahí. Bye-bye, goodbye. You try to hit it. See, <laughs> See you, Arrestus. Be well, man. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. Be good. Later. All righty. Arrestus Estrada. You just say four out of five? Yeah, against the Rays, I'm wow. Well, uh, wow. I'm buoyant, man. I got, I got, I got a, uh, I got a feeling here. I got a feeling. Four man. or five. Four or five. Now, the, I, again, wow. my, my caveat. Uh, I said, Flatty, 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 no, Springer, no, Springer, no, Springer. No, that's no. no, all about the pitching. I said four or five. I think they're all going to be like yesterday's game. Wow. I'm going to say four well, or five, changed. but that depends on <laughs> it depends on what happens in the second game. If the second game or the first game today, it depends on what happens in Manoa's because uh, I'm basically throwing away Mitch White's game, right? I I, I ba- I'm basically nice. doing that, and then I got Stripling and Gossman and McClanahan. I think they got to score more runs. That's what I think. Oh, uh, what? What's this? Ben Nicholson Smith. Is reporting Merriweather's opening game one. Uh, here we go. Okay, so that 54 seconds ago, Hazel May and Ben Nicholson-Smith. So Julian Merriweather will open game. <laughs> Let's get this right, Ben. Did send his correction along. Julian Merriweather's pitching the first game of the doubleheader. Alec Manoa will pitch the second game of the doubleheader. So what I just said, forget it. Huh. So they brought Mitch White up. And they're still going to the bullpen day. Interesting. You don't think that maybe. You don't think John Schneider played a few head games with the with the Rays. Maybe. Yeah. Bring Mitch White up, and this is the guy we're starting. So they're going with an opener. Julian Merriweather. And 
<clears throat> one of the things I will say, and um, obviously we're not in John Schneider's availability today, but one of the things I will say is in a doubleheader, in that situation, I would think you would probably go to Manoa and say, what's your preference? Do you want to start the first game? Do you want to start the second game? Maybe. And yeah, maybe Manoa prefers the, the night game. I, I don't know. But the, I find that interesting that you bring Mitch White up and then you go with Julian Merriweather. And uh, what is the lineup for game one? Uh, first game of the doubleheader for the Blue Jays. Springer in center, Guerrero at first, Bichette at short, Kirk DHing, Teoscar in left, Chapman at third, Jansen behind the plate, Espinal at second, Merrifield in right, and uh, Julian Merriweather on the mound. Who's so playing right? Uh, Whit Merrifield. Who's DHing? Uh, Kirk, Teoscar's in left. Okay. Which you don't have blurs, right? So Teoscar's in left, but Merrifield, Merrifield in right against uh, Jeffrey Springs. That's I, I would love. I mean, I'd, I'd love to know the quote unquote reasoning for going with Julian Merriweather. I'll ask. Uh, Hazel is just reporting that John Schneider will meet with the media at eleven a.m. So we'll know more then. Mm-hmm. Stand by. So we'll see what uh, we'll see what trickery what, uh, that says. I mean, I'll lie. I would do it. What the hell? All the gloves are off, man. I, I'm sure it's not that. It's it's there's a good reason. It's not that. Yeah. There's no trickery this time of this, of the year. Oh yeah. Uh, Every really. now and then. Uh, maybe, uh, the old uh, mind. You know the old mind. Uh, that that's you, that, the that, rays that's are what fair. the rays are. I know, like but still, I have no problem with doing that. I have no. I like doing that. I like kind of screwing around with the other guys a bit. I do. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. We'll see. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. So, uh, again, John Schneider will meet with the media at 11 o'clock. We'll find out more about that. It's interesting. Mitch White was activated. Maybe, as Mark Boffa says, maybe he's a bulk guy. Maybe you go with Merriweather, and then you go with Mitch White as a bulk guy. Um, What's that mean? More than an inning? You know, I, I, I think if you're John... You know, maybe if you're John Schneider, you're looking at... Boy, you're praying for some runs. Well, you're praying... That's what you're praying for. I think you're also... Lots. You, you, it also shows, I think, you've got confidence in Manoa, Stripling, and Gossman to the point you're not going to have to burn your bullpen with one, no of, those, question. one of those three guys. Uh, but uh, anyhow, we'll find out at 11 o'clock. As soon as we find out, we'll pass it on to you. Uh, Nate Pearson is the Toronto Blue Jays' top pitching prospect. One of their top pitching prospects, sorry. Buffalo Bison's pitcher. Uh, he's a guy that we've been waiting on for a while. He is uh, pitching at AAA right now. He struck out one in his first AAA appearance of his rehab outing. Uh, he did hit 100 miles an hour with the pitch in the Ooh. sixth inning. And uh, he needed just nine pitches in the inning, six for strikes. And uh, we'll see where Nate Pearson is with his recovery. And uh, see what Nate Pearson thinks about where the Jays are going with this. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590 The Fan 360 and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.